Blog Talk Radio.
Yeah, yeah, that was the Migos, new hot joint. It's your man DJ Big Stew in the building, Beef Stew Radio. You know how we do it. We play the hottest joints in the game. Shout out to everybody on iHeartRadio. Shout out to everybody on TuneIn, Stitcher, College Underground Radio, and to all the platforms that we on. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to everyone out there. Um, we got a great show, but before we get into the guests that we got on the show today, I want you to make sure y'all go out there and check out the film, The Uncelebrated Pioneer, The History of Harlem Hip Hop. It's on Amazon Prime right now. You know what I'm saying? That's our film out. We got part two. Get ready to drop in this summer. All right? So make sure you also submit your submit your films, your music videos, and your music, and your featured films, your short films, and everything to the new Cinema Film Film Festival um, July 25th to August 5th, Las Vegas, Nevada, Palms Hotel. We're going to be doing it live. But in the building, as promised, got my man, Baby Byron, in the building. What's good, man? Welcome to the show, family. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. And, man, that was a, uh, uh, that was a really good intro, bro. I was just listening to what you got going on, man. I salute to you and all your projects, man. That's That's, that's peace. That's peace. Oh uh, man, I'm trying to grind like you, Playboy. I see, I see you doing your thing, man. You know, let the people know where you calling from right now. Uh, man, I'm calling back at home, man. Back at Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yes, sir. <clears throat> now you was a member of the group, uh, a kid called. I might be pronouncing it wrong. A kid called God, 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 God. I believe it or not, it's a God. You know, we just started different yeah, that's so we don't come off. <laughs> yeah, we don't we, we started <laughs> different just so we don't come off too black, you know what I mean? Or too, you know what I mean? But we paying homage to, you know, to the five percent nation for those that are, you know, aware of that or you know, nation of gods and earths, you know, or the you know, it's a more so uh more or less what they call pro black movement, but I I wouldn't even just say that. I it's just self acknowledgement. So, you know, that's really what the name's about. A kid called Godly, just about self-acknowledgement. <clears throat> but, yeah, yeah, oh, that's that's what's what's I, I still am a part of. Actually, I still am a part of. Actually, <clears throat> yeah. and, and, and y'all had a lot of success with, with some of your projects, man. Y'all had the, y'all had the joint All Thanks to Drugs, you know what I'm saying, which was dope, you know what I'm saying. And then y'all had, uh, y'all had a few joints out there, man. Um, what, what led thank you, you thank to you. Go on doing a solo pro- What led you to doing a, a solo project? Um, believe it or not, the solo project is still like in the in the comings. But you know, mm. um, well, you know, what, I guess what it is, is is you know, it's just you know, even when I'm with a kid called God, you know, when we do records and stuff, you know, the difference is between a kid called God and a lot of rap groups is that usually when a rap group does songs and stuff, usually like only one member of the rap group usually, and that's usually because they that what ends up happening is they there's somebody always taking the lead in the choruses or it's always somebody taking the lead in like you know what I'm saying, like the song. So it makes the general favorite say, Oh, this dude's harder than this dude. You know what I mean, I don't want to use nobody's name just because, you know, <laughs> you know how that goes. But I just say that to say, you know, with how we make music, I've always managed to do uh a lead song. Sometimes he do lead songs, you know what I'm saying, or there might be a song on the you know, where you know it might just be him on it, or it might just be me on it, but it's still under a kid called God. So I guess that that kind of helped with the training for kind of like wanting to to venture off into uh, working on solo projects. You know, that will be later down the line. But that's pretty much, I guess, what you could say what led to it is just automatically being in tune with with taking a lead on my own. <clears throat> I guess is is how I could answer that question. <clears throat> All right, that's now you know. 
your sound and, and, and even your sound is totally different from a lot of Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Philly or Philly rappers. You know, you don't y'all don't have you don't have that meek real sound. Your first joint when I was checking it out, it was very like conscious, you know what I mean? Always kind of reminds you a little bit of 90s, grimy, you know what I mean, 90s joint. And now your joint now is like, it got it got a different flow, you know what I'm saying? It got like, you know, it got, it got the, like the new style flow, the new the new, the new new generation. So how how do you keep right. up and, and how was the transition? Um, I just go off of, you know, you know the my general playlist. You know what I mean? I, just like how... You know, I'm pretty sure your playlist, you know, I'm pretty... Like, matter of fact, name five rappers that's in your playlist right now. You know, the crazy part about it is I, I, I change every day. I, I really got, like, independent joints. Like, I probably got... Right now, today, I probably got your joint and, like, five other cats that I interviewed on the show. That's how I be, like, honestly having it. I really don't listen oh, no. to a lot of the... Because, the, the, you know, out here in New York, they play... <clears throat> Read his stuff so much over and over and over again. It'd be refreshing to listen to some new artists. So I actually listen to right. all new stuff. To be honest with you, so I, I could be yeah, saying I, I have, like like I said, I got you in there today with a couple other cats, and then two three days tomorrow I can have a new playlist. You know, <laughs> that's deep. That's deep. Well, you know, usually when somebody got like a, and I appreciate you for adding me into that. Um, but you know, usually when somebody has a playlist, it's it's not just in one age group or it's not just in one particular rapper. It's usually like a variety. Mm-hmm. If you ever really mm-hmm. see like whenever somebody likes you know music and hip hop, you know just in general, you know they don't just have all Drake, you know, or maybe some people all do, but just in general, like it might just be all Drake, and then it's it might be Migos, and then it might be some MF Doom, it might be some real underground person. But you know that's just how people are. So I I approach that with, with how I make music. It's like, you know, I try to think of it like in playlist-type mind frame versus, like, trying to make a, a real body of work that the songs all kind of tying together. I don't want to do that. I just more so make it, like, make the project like a like a perfect freestyle. Like, if we're doing a project, make it like the perfect freestyle where it's like a bunch of different random things and entertaining, you know, uh parts that, you know, that people like about a freestyle, we take the same approach when we make a, a mixtape or an album versus some other people who do the traditional, which is kind of like, you know, one sound fits all or, you know, one style, you know, works, you know, type type of thing. We try to do a variety just because, you know, the average person is a, you know, <laughs> they're a variety, you know, character. They're like, you know, they're, they're a creature of variety, so we try to switch it up a lot. No doubt. Who 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 were some of the cats that like influenced you to get in the game? Who you was listening to when you was growing up? Man, um, you know, honestly, this is my favorite rapper, Fifty Cent. That's actually the person that made me want to rap. Fifty Cent was actually mm. the definitely one of them. Because I don't know if it was because of the, I don't know if it's because well maybe because I was born in '92. I was born in '92. Yeah, maybe that shows how young you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Said, maybe that's what it is too. But his music was like kind of like the the soundtrack for me a little bit because it was my brother. It was not necessarily because what I was doing or anything like that. Even if I was in the streets really young, but it really was my my brother's favorite music. So I guess I inherited that. Yeah, I mean, because my brother was yeah. hip to the 50 back when I don't think anybody else was hip to him just yet. Like, when where I was from. Like, I mean, we're like, because I'm from Pittsburgh, so we always get things like last minute. But my brother was hip to him when 
you know, he had like the the Fifty Cent of the Future mixtapes, you know, all of my old classic shits. Like my brother had them joints, and even before that, like the Into Deep movie soundtrack, and he was just putting me on game since back in the day. So I was always just a fan of seeing his 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 growth because it's always always somebody loves the fact that you know when you go, when you come to somebody like yo Fifty Cent's gonna be somebody or 50, or this and like people laugh at you type shit. Or not even 50 Cent, mm-hmm. but people like that. That's what made me like 50 mm-hmm. Cent. Because I remember he was one of the first rappers I was championing. And that I kept saying he's going to be the illest nigga. So that's why I say if you say who's there, I say definitely 50 Cent. Um, then I go to Jay-Z. Um, then I go to Ho. Uh, no, I said Jay-Z. Then I go to Big Pun. I'm a big fan of Big Pun. The reason why is because I feel like he's one of the most underrated Rappers that don't really get the top tens and top fives, but if you really listen to him, he had it all. Like he had the lyricism, he had the 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 breath control. You know what I'm saying? He had the you know, no and he had the credibility. He had the cred that made me like a fan of him. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I like two or three. I mean, then there's plenty countless other ones. Lil Wayne, you know, I just you know, I think Lil Wayne's like the rap Kobe Bryant because he's in like every era. So I gotta give him like. The, the the salute so I don't know but I, I overall like I, I just I'm just a fan of the the overall game but if I could just say those those few names yeah they they kind of ones that sparked it for me <clears throat> uh, personally like, you got the you got the song called Dogs what was the inspiration behind that song um the inspiration behind Dogs you know believe it or not you know um I used to I used to run the streets when I was younger since probably like 11 and notice you know whenever you with your homeboys you really feel like you know there's no like indestructible I guess you know even if you're doing even if you ain't doing nothing negative like even if y'all just going out to the club if y'all feel like y'all them niggas low-key like yeah I mean just because you with your with your company so I guess dogs is, is similar to that but it's also like reassurance for me and my homeboys like we're like you know I'm with y'all regardless you know we, we gonna we gonna make it to the top successfully, you know what I mean? Because I even said in my verse that this is my part two of my 15 minutes, you know what I'm saying? Because usually, you know, anybody knows my backstory, they'll know that I had a 15 minutes of fame prior. So that's why it's like... Yeah, we're going to get into like, that too after that. Right, so that's like I look at dogs as like telling my circle as of now, you know what I'm saying? The people that's been with me with music or just trying to rock with me, you know what I mean, on the music shit, you know, it's like, you know, just be, be rocking with me because, you know, it's my, my 15 minutes part two is going to be, you know, on the horizon. So, it's, you know, if you're my dog, you know, we, we good. We Gucci. I guess that's the general the general gist of, of that song. You know what I mean? But it's said in such a dirty, ratchet way. But, yeah, that's, that's what's up. So we're going to get into that. Deep Stu Radio, it's your man DJ Big Stu, you know, and you play the hot joints. This is my man Baby Byron in the building. This is Dogs. Let's get into this. Yeah, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Dogs. 
I'll be spending and splitting and giving to all of my dogs. I pull up with all of my niggas, that's with it, let's get it. We handle our business. Funerals, weddings, they all get funded. It's I'm here with trouble, yeah, I'm always at the something, yeah. Little bitch, I made it. Part two of my 15 minutes. Little bitch, yeah, already famous. Little bitch, and I'm already faded. Get good talk, good morning. Good God, good gracious. Now you really need to face it. Let the words of your bitch before I ate it. You niggas is basic. Like a fiend, I love when the face it. If I spot a hop, I do a UV with the Uzi. If I spot your thought, I buy a Louis and a Gucci. I be sipping and spinning and dipping with all of my dogs. I be spinning and splitting and giving to all of my dogs. If I spot a hop, I do a UV with the Uzi. If I spot your thought, I buy a Louis and a Gucci. I be sipping and spinning and dipping with all of my dogs. I be spinning and splitting and giving to all of my dogs. I'm in the attic right now, what's the money up low? Hustle ain't right, then the money can't grow. If the bitches are coming, then they getting unclothed. Can't be around if I know you told. When I'm real hot, cause the summer real cold. I was just chilling and your bitch just showed. She put it in her lip and she put it in her nose. Said she love me, but I don't really know. Venus, steaming, Willie, beaming. Got two twins, I spell they name with my semen. Got ten racks in my savage name, nigga. I'm leaning, I want more money, but I'm... Man, that's produced by Throw Tobin. You know, shout out Throw Tobin. You know, at Instagram at DJ Throw Tobin. <clears throat> you know, he's definitely phenomenal. He actually produced on the, the album like uh, we got dropping next month, uh, Drugs Before the Flight. He actually produced, I think, uh, three songs off of it, and then one of them was the lead. One of the lead singles is a uh, Days in the Wind. So he's on. Um, he's uh, yeah, he's one of our frequent collaborators. Super dope. <clears throat> No doubt. Now, you know, you you mentioned 15 minutes of fame. Your 15 minutes of fame is kind of a little bit more than 15 minutes of fame. Your family, you and your family, I've been guests on CNN, Montel Williams, so Ricky Lake, and, you know, you know, even, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and I think your story even inspired the movie by Holly Berry, if I'm right, right? That was done with Holly Berry, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, it's like loosely based. I'll say loosely based. Yeah. We can, we can okay. use that. Okay. All right, so you know, you know, Ma, you know, tell the people out there what you've been through, man, for real quick before we get into oh, the next man. song. Um, yeah, for any if anybody that hasn't seen the movie Losing Isaiah, um, I definitely will, will, you know, give them a brief, uh, maybe even lengthy breakdown. But long story short, I'll try to elaborate. Is um, I was born July fifteenth, nineteen ninety two, and if anybody knows that era, that's like you know, still, you know, the crack era. Like, you know, so, mm-hmm. you know, 80s and 90s. But for, like I said, if he was born in the 2000s and, you know, stuff like that, you, you, crack era might not you might not understand the gravity of, the, of, the, of my story unless if you know the context of where I'm from. You know what I'm saying? So, basically, I'm from an era or I'm a product of an era. You know, it even coined the phrase, you know, I'm probably the world's first famous crack baby like officially mm. and the reason why is that is because um in 1992 when i was born 
you know, I, I had crack and, and heroin in my system. You know, my mom was, you know, out, you know, on the streets running on as a prostitute. My pops was a drug dealer slash pimp of my raise and, you know, countless other females throughout the Hill District, which is a neighborhood in my city. Um, you know, my father passed away a few months after I was born. But in the process of all this happening, you know, in the process of all this, all this happening, you know, uh, a white family, you know, tried to uh, adopt me, you know, or, or try actually, I, I, I stand corrected, tried to foster, you know, uh, tried their hand at being my foster family. And then the process of them being my foster family in just a short amount of time of a month, maybe two months of in their custody or in their care, um, they grew uh, really attached to me, you know, that they didn't really want to send me back as what they considered back to the rules. To me, you know, some people consider that the uh, uh, honorable thing, but in reality, I sometimes look at that as like a backhanded compliment. Like it's like a back, it's like a, I don't know how to say it. It's like a, it's like an insult. You know what I mean? To some degree, you know what I mean? To say that, you know, I would have been better off with this white family versus my own people just because I, you know, my mom was, doing drugs or whatever the case was, doesn't necessarily mean that nobody else of my, my kind could have taken care of me. So a custody battle ended up mm-hmm. happening over, you know, of course, of three, four years. But in, the, but in the media, the only side of the story that people got was the side of the the people that were kind of dictating the narrative. And I was my wife, my white foster family. So America got to empathize for them while demonizing you know, my my real family and our people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And on, in the process of that, victimizing me into growing an identity crisis over the course of the years. Now, mind you, I don't blame them because I don't say that they did that intentionally. I don't think that their intentions was to purposely, like, you know what I mean, to, to cause this much damage. But at the same time, not necessarily them, but people at large, meaning the court's, media and a lot of people all got their hand at, you know, exploited, you know, an exploited, you know, child, like, you know, an unfortunate situation and everybody got a chance to, to pretty much profit off of it or run, you know, run a, run a story off of it, but not really get to at least say the story in full context. So, you know, now I said, you know, you know, well, I'm 27 now, you know, it's been a while since then, you know, but people got to still understand the gravity of my situation is, you know, um, my story wouldn't be no big deal if, if, you know, it wasn't with, you know, white people. Because, you know, we all got crack babies in our family. You know what I'm saying? We mm-hmm. all got dope cousins. We all got cousins. You know, it wouldn't be a big deal. You know what I mean? So it was only a big deal because, like I said, you know, that we had a, a quote-unquote ally or savior outside of our own, which is which is – which is, you know, unfortunately disappointing back then just as much as it is now. Yeah, I mean, it's not a, you know, but neither here nor there. That's a side topic. But long story short, you know, all these things transpired. And like I said, my case was the first of its kind. So with my case being the first of its kind, there was no interracial custody battles like that. And plus, there was nothing like, if there was in other states and cities, that like, or if there was like, if it was legal to adopt interracially at the time, it was only in like mm-hmm. a few maybe states at the time, but when after me, it made it kind of like cross country type thing. I'm like the what you would consider like the 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 finalization of the process. 
you know what I mean, for it to happen across the country. You know what I mean? Because before that, it was still, like, frowned upon. But like I said, this wasn't an overnight thing. You know, it started from when I was born in 92 all the way up to, I think, 96, 97 of a custody ballot. Wow. Ended up, you know, passing a bill on, you know, it was, it was a big deal back then. Like how you said, CNN, it was a topic for a while. Yeah, I mean, and um, uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen the movie. I mean, I mean, everybody probably seen, um, you know, raising Isaiah, man. I've seen the movie. That's that's deep. And you was like up to five years old, you know, from a baby to like five years old, going up to going through that. Like, how did you deal with the cameras and all that stuff going on at the time? Um, man, it was it was tough. Yeah, I mean, because honestly, because you know, as a child, you don't know. You know, honestly, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna keep it real. Because as a child, you don't know. You're 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 being hurt until later, you know. What I mean, if that makes sense, you don't know if if what what's yeah. happening in the moment is really doing anything to you. you. It doesn't affect you until you know it's time for bed, or it doesn't affect you until you know it's time for you to take pictures for family shit. Like you know, what I mean, you, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's not like it's not always direct. So as a kid, mm-hmm. I, didn't think, mm-hmm. I didn't think nothing at the time bothered me, but as I started to get older. I started finding myself to grow, you know, shy, like, you know, like a, a different kind of shy, like, you know, like a, like my, even my, my adopted mother, which is, by the way, not my foster wife family. It was, I was adopted by a separate family um, afterwards, but um, she told me, you know, for even still to this day, she tells me the same thing that, you know, when I came there, I didn't really talk much. I, I only said like maybe two, two words or three words. And I was like four or five or something like that. And by then, I'm supposed to be talking. I'm supposed to be doing a lot of things. But she said I, I didn't. I didn't really, you know, give good speech. So with that being said, she was just always trying to find ways to communicate with me without trying to like force me to talk. So at times, you know, oh. I mean, she she put me in like scenarios with music. You know what I mean? Where she'd sing songs and like play piano and, you know, things of that nature. And I'd find joy out of it. And then I'd, you know, get engaged. You know, I'd, I'd engage with her that way. So that was always me and her thing. So if it affected me, it affected me in other ways like that. I probably was too young to understand. But as an adult, you know, I, I probably got a better understanding of it. But as a, as a child, I, don't, I couldn't tell you what I was probably thinking. But as an adult, I know that, yeah, you know, a lot of movement around places, you know, going place to places, and you know, it, it, yeah, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty. It probably done a lot to me, you know what I mean. But hopefully, you know, the the trauma, if there is trauma, it's suppressed. Let <laughs> I me mean, ask you: Do you, do, do, do you still see the foster? Do you still see the foster family? Do they keep uh, in touch? No, not not for real. Last time I actually physically seen them, I was um. I was uh I was actually incarcerated. I was the last time I actually physically seen them, and they came mm-hmm. on a, a visit, and I was in 2015, I think, or something like that. I believe. How old was you in the movie there. when you when you saw the movie? How old was you? <laughs> yeah, he probably gonna laugh. Uh, I seen the movie for the first time probably like. Three months ago, <laughs> four months ago. Oh, three but months I, ago, that's the first time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like officially, wow. yeah, like three or four months ago. And it was because you know it's so crazy that uh, um, uh, my ex at the time she used to put the pressure on me to watch that movie, and I used to like. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I had like I I don't think I had a fear of it. I'm not, I'm not saying I had a fear or any type of you know nothing toward it. 
I just looked at it like it was going to be too far from the truth to me. Like, that's how I just kept on treating it. And then when I talked to my actual biological mom before actually seeing the movie, you know, it kind of just put a distaste in my mouth. But then when I actually seen the movie, I realized in the film they probably, like, ended up comprising my life story and, like, some, and two other people's life stories to make one movie. So that's why I'm thinking. Now, let me ask you, you felt little speed playing you. Uh, hey, you know, it's funny. I, that's so, you know, that's <laughs> you know, it's funny. I didn't even see that until late in life when somebody said, yes, Lil C's paid, uh, uh, not yeah. Lil C's. What's his name? It's Mark Jeffries. It's, uh, Jeffries. Yeah, yeah, I know, but you know, everybody know for Lil C's and Biggie movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But what's so ill, what's so ill about, bro, is he played every person based in real life, Lil C's. He played mm-hmm. Lil C's. He played 50. He played mm-hmm. me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I forget who else he played, but he played a lot of people for real. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I That's why I'm like, he, you know, he, he, might, he might be real slept on in Hollywood and, or as far as black cinema. We got to start, you know, giving our, our flowers to some of our actors sometimes. Because, right? you know, sometimes we, got, we, you know, we quick to say somebody fell off, but they did some iconic shit in their, in their, in their time period. You know, we got to start giving them their flowers. So shout out to him, you know, definitely shout out to him, you know what I mean, for doing such a, a good good part in all those movies. So we got two songs before I let you get out. We're going to play them on the way out. All right, I want, I want you mm-hmm. to tell, before I let you go, I want you to tell the people the inspiration of your song Dancers and your other song Don't Say, and we're going to play them joints on the way out, man. Okay, cool, cool, man. Uh, Dancers, believe it or not, it's just an experimental track that turned out to be a full song. But Don't Say No is a song that, you know, kind of, uh, is, is, you know, it's playful. It's, you know, it's like if you're in a relationship, you know, or whatever the case may be, you know, you, you, know, you always can refer to yourself as a drug, usually. You know what I'm saying? When you, I mean, some people don't, but me personally, if I'm dating some shorty, more than likely she's going to refer to me as a drug. That's just what I'm saying. So when you hear that song, it's like a, it's like a, a confirmation of one's confidence, I guess, in a relationship. Yeah, you know I mean, no matter what's going on in in it, you definitely ain't going nowhere. Type of concept. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so that's some two joints, and um, those are off of "Don't Say No to Drugs" EP. Uh, "Don't Say No" is off "Don't Say No to Drugs" EP, and "Dancers" is off of "More Drugs for Sale," which are all both available everywhere. Um, Spotify, you know, Apple Music, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, released through Godco, which is my label. Um, my partnership now is with AWOL. We're releasing um, Drugs Before the Flight, 420. So everybody check those out. And also, Dancers, the actual music video drops uh, March 8th. So appreciate all y'all for taking the time out to listen to my music, listen to my story. I want to shout you out, big bro. You know, I definitely appreciate this opportunity. You know, uh, keep doing man. what you're doing, man. Uh man, thank you, thank you, man. I appreciate you, man. And and you know you got you got love here, man. And when you get to the city, man, make sure you holler at us. We definitely wanna bring you up and bring you on a TV show. You know what I mean? Oh man, say less, man. We are gonna make that work for next month. I'm gonna be t- I'm gonna be texting you, man. Don't be don't act brand new. All right, got you. Ah uh, man, you know how to contact me, bro. Say less, man. I appreciate you. Peace, Almighty. All right, let's get into this. This is Baby Byron. This is Dancers, and we're going to get into the yeah, Don't Say. Yeah, and we're going to head out, y'all. Beef Stew Radio. Y'all know how we do it. Mm. 
With the pen, yeah, penetrate this bitch So much water on my wrist, yeah Gotta stay hydrated Killing bad bitches until it's annihilation On annihilation My occupation is the occasion, yeah I'm always on time when I pull up in the latest Something they expected Hard for them to reject it, but I keep them all guessing If I feel the tension, yeah I pull up and I stretch up With the Smith and Wesson On the south, from a legend On the east, you know I'm a reverend Cause I give them all blessings my word is bar, my word is law, your word is not, your word is flawed Case closure unsolved, I don't fuck with none of y'all Yeah, put the pack in and put the pack out Once I let you back in, you get me back out It's just me, test the temperature If I don't like the degrees, body change from the temperature When it decreased, I remember used to sell trees, yeah, with the trees But because maybe I was just a teen And maybe she was a fiend, they would just get out on me Life really ain't a sad story, it's a dark comedy I got power and jealousy I guess that's just the God of me, ain't no fraud of me As I sat there, wondered how many stars were beside on the side One time, one time for the ancestors Gotta let it burn, one time for the bastards Who got backwards, the world ain't yours only answer, it's all mine yeah. Lay my cancer, full rounder Turn them into dancer One time for the bad bitches with credit, yeah Feel like McNeedle pulled her in with my magnetic, yeah She ate the dick like a hot bag of Cheetos My white girl getting thick like a Mexi burrito, yeah They might give you money down, make you equal, yeah Guns kill niggas, but hoes is more legal, yeah if you wanna book the guy facts to Alice If you wanna hit the label, then hitting subscribers If she's saying she a freak, let me witness her talent Baby, I'm not trying to victimize you We just trying to victimize you To hypnotize you Real nigga won't criticize you Cause we just had a win As I sat there, wondered how many stars were beside on the side One time, one time for the ancestors Why the light it burn? One time for the best players who got backwards. The world ain't yours. Only answer is all mine. Blend my cancer. Full rounder. Turn them into dancers.
Yeah, she through, yeah. You know how I do, yeah. Yeah, she through, yeah. Don't say, don't say. Don't say, don't say no. First you diss me, then you miss me. Wanna kiss me, you misleading. That don't add up, now my math different. You say it all so simply. Wanna tempt me, but not lift me. You mistreating, now my distant. You say, baby, don't say no to us. Cause baby, that's like saying no to drugs. Yeah. Don't say, don't say no. Don't say no. First you diss me, then you miss me. Wanna kiss me? You misleading. That don't add up. Now my math different. You say it all so simply. Wanna tempt me, but not lift me. You mistreating. Now my distant. You say, baby, don't say no to us. Cause baby, that's like saying no to drugs. Don't say, don't say no. Don't say, don't say no. 